Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast, a show that seeks to marvel at the mercy of God that meets us in our messy ministries. I'm your host, Brad Gray, and today I'm just so excited to be talking to none other than Cameron Wood. Cameron and his brother Chandler are the founding members of the Christian indie rock band Seeker and Servant. I have been a huge fan of Seeker and Servant for a very long time. I came across their music um, uh, via online and I've just been a, a huge supporter of theirs. I've loved their uh, creative style and how they put lyrics together and I just love their music dearly. And um, I've been wanting to uh, talk to Cameron for quite a while now and it just happened to work out. Uh, that we were able to get our schedules aligned to uh, talk to one another today and talk about uh, life and, and, and music and uh, most of all ministry. Uh, it's especially pertinent because he and his brother, uh, Chandler and Cameron, have recently decided to stop their pursuit of music and put all their efforts into a ministry they've started called We the Exiles, a ministry that's primarily uh, put out there through their podcast of the same name. You know, it's not often that successful musicians uh, in the Christian uh, recording scene leave that world in order to pursue something less glamorous of sorts. But that's exactly what I think Cameron and Chandler have done. They have and are listening to God's leading in their life, and it was such a blessing to hear Cameron uh, elaborate on how God brought both he and his brother to that point in their lives at the same time. Uh, I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation and hear about Chandler's and Cameron's journey uh, to follow the Lord's leading. All right, let's get to it. Well, Cameron, it's uh, good to have one half of Seeker and Servant on here today. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I am. I'm so happy to finally uh, get to talk with uh, talk with you. And I've been such a fan of of Seeker and Servant for a long time. And I know there's lots that we can that we're gonna get into in today's little conversation. Um, but uh, just want want to express my thanks to you and your brother Chandler and just all the work you guys have done throughout the last several years with Seeker and Servant. And uh, I'm excited for your future. Thank you. Yeah, I came. Yeah, I I came across your music. Oh gosh, I think via Bandcamp or something like that. <laughs> um, and I think it was because I was looking for an alternate version of "How Deep the Father's Love" or something like that. And that's on your "Into Your Love" record. And uh, I think I just stumbled across you and was like, "Holy mackerel! I love this group," <laughs> and I've uh, been fans ever since. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Um, so if I have a listener or listeners who aren't familiar with you guys, or just you, since you're the only one there. Uh, why don't you just introduce your band, Seeker and Servant, and kind of who you are and and uh, and why you uh, started to uh, make music? Yeah, so uh, Seeker and Servant was a project that uh, my brother and I started six years ago. Um, it was really out of a, a place of... Uh, kind of deep devotion for both of us. We had, we've both been in music. We're brothers. So we've been doing music together literally as long as I can remember, but we started taking it pretty seriously when I was in high school and we, we, we had like another band and uh, in high school and then up until I guess my college years. And then we started this project shortly after I got married. Um, what was different about this project versus what we were doing before was that we started having really deep convictions about the way that we approach uh, music specifically in regards to how we look at God's word and how does that translate into, into music as a Christian artist? Uh, because we saw a lot of a blurring of the line, if you would, between Christian music and the word of God, we claim to, belief right so it, it for us it was a deep conviction and we decided to um to try to focus more of our our writing and our attention to what we were doing more focused on actual worship and so with our first project into your love i go it really came from a place where um for a while chandler and i were in that transition phase i had just got married we were we hadn't played music for like six months and this was in 2012 and 
uh, we just got together and started writing and we wrote in all, which is the first, first thing we ever released, which is the first thing that's on that first thing we released for that record. Um, though it actually wasn't the first song, the song, a song called we will sing. We actually wrote before that. Um, and we released that, but anyway, in all, uh, ended up just kind of sparking kind of our love for, for music again, but in a new direction, this direction of our focus of actually like worshiping God, um, not from a place of, um, cause a lot of worship music tends to, I don't know, the way that we approach worship, or the way that we think about worship music, it should be us singing and gl to glorify God, like singing to God as, as creator, as, as sustainer of our faith, not, over kind of emotional manipulative it's hard to kind of put it in that way but a lot of music tends to be emotionally driven and we wanted to be creative and we wanted to have creative create creativity in what we were doing but we also didn't want to make that the main point of what we were doing so for six years that's what we did um as far as seeker and servant goes I know you might ask us the questions of kind of like where we're going, but, but that's pretty much the story of Seeker and Servant. It, it came out of a place of like real devotion where uh, God really was working on both of our lives separately, but as well as together and really convicting us about how we were doing music and how we were approaching music. And, and even if you look back at Into Your Love Ago until our latest release, the EP thing we did called Even Shadowland, you, I think you can see, the listener can see the the growth journey along with us because we actually continue to grow in in that type of way through that six year period. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to bear the lead here for the listener, <laughs> just in the sense that uh, I know that Seeker and Servant, as you guys just announced recently, uh, is a project that has kind of run its course in the sense that you've. You've, you and Chandler both felt like you've accomplished what you set out to accomplish with That's it. That's right. And I think that um, – and you don't have to go through everything because you, you guys have a great show that you just released uh, where you talk through that. And so um, – but I really appreciate y'all's honesty in that. And, that and, and I think what I do want – what we will get into is just your sense of direction as opposed to – living a dream, so to speak, if right. I can use that terminology. Yeah. And I think that that really speaks well to well, just what you, what you kind of founded your, your band on, which was out of a deep devotion. You weren't in it for necessarily uh, revenue. Perhaps you were at times, but then uh, God has really worked on both of y'all. And I can hear that in, in the way you describe your new project. And I really am appreciative of that, of that just vulnerability, but also that faith too. And I think that that's exciting. Um, it's sad uh, from a music fan and I'm sure other fans will be sad by that, but I think it's also exciting as like a pastor, as a brother in Christ, I'm, I'm excited to just hear y'all talk about how God has uh, changed your change your direction or perhaps change your your focus perhaps right. in some way right yeah uh and and to, and to be clear with that because it's hard to because it's hard to put it's not really like we're putting to death necessarily what everything we do is secret servant like we're gonna have all of that stuff accessible as long as the lord blesses us too um for people to listen to and stuff because over the years, the Lord has done great work with it, and we've we've had very deep conversations with people all over the world that that the music He has graced us with has it has done work in people's lives for sure. But um, so we want to keep keep that accessible. But as far as like the way that that was ran, the the more approach to it, we we knew that. Um, for us to kind of move to this next place in our life, this n new chapter for us uh, and where we were. And it has a lot more to do with where we've grown and matured in our faith. Uh, it was a conflict of interest almost. It was more of where we were continuing to do something uh, out of this place of commitment versus out of this place of actual integrity and uh, and that began to wear on us more and more. And we just 
through prayer and through supplication to the Lord, we just realized, you know, because uh, for some people, it's hard to say because for some people, some people may look at what we did with Seeker and Servant, and we, we did in our times too, especially specifically in our flesh, and, and get down and say, well, they're not, you know, because we weren't. I mean, we, we weren't really that big as in terms of like, when you compare like secular music and stuff like that. But for us, it was never about that, like you said. But the impact, I think, that God allowed us to have on certain individuals specifically for their walks was enough for us. And that's what we, that's what we, we gauged, how we gauged our success through what we did with Seeker and Servant. There were times during Seeker and Servant's run where there were, where there was more success in the worldly sense. But it was always funny because when we were at those peaks in our, career with Seeker and Servant, we were also the most unhappy uh, with with how we were running Seeker and Servant. We've we've we had a um, a manager at one point uh, during Seeker and Servant's run and uh, it was we had him for like six I don't know, six months and we were trying to take Seeker and Servant in a more professional or what we deem professional direction. Because we thought, okay, well, now it's time to take it seriously. We had started getting more buzz with the music. And, yeah, six months with him was enough to remind us why we didn't want to to, 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 go, to do that. Uh, God had clearly had already moved us away uh, from that. Uh, whether, we, whether we wanted to, like, admit that or not, or we weren't in a place yet where we could see what God was actually doing, but we, we got there. And when we got there, it made, it just made sense to us. And we were perfectly at peace with that. And, and as we move to now the present with secret servant, it's more so about closing that off so that we can focus all of our attention. Cause even if we were to say to stop secret and servant and to never announce anything and just to let it be for us, it would still be one of those things like where we felt like we still had commitment there. So we would still think about it, still try to work towards things with it. And that's for us. We just didn't want to do that. We wanted to close that chapter so that we could open this new chapter of what we were doing with the exiles. And music is going to be a part of that. It's just going to be very different than even what we were doing with Seeker and Servant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, man, listening to you just kind of describe what God has done in your life. It's, it's so um, interesting to me because it's almost as if you, you and Chandler both were kind of like you've, you've, I guess for another way to put it, you kind of caught up to what God was doing (laughs) and uh, (laughs) you kind of didn't want to necessarily admit that that's what he was doing. And then now you're kind of like, Oh, okay, we, we can finally be free enough to admit that this is what God was doing all along. And it's just, it takes a lot of, I think, uh, well, faith. And I think it takes a lot of, boldness to to do that especially like you said when you were perhaps at the, at the on the fringes of getting some you know buzz so to speak on for whatever record you're releasing or doing or whatever and uh and it takes a lot of i think i mean again it just takes a lot of faith to to say no uh, that's not what god wants us to do and i think um uh, I, I just i'm i'm really um I'm just impressed by that. And I, I think it just speaks a lot to both you and Chandler's maturity uh, in your walk with, with Christ, which is, uh, which is commendable. Well, I, I thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all the Lord uh, for us. It's, you know, sometimes we like to think um, like when David's, when David had sinned uh, against God, when he, when he uh, lay with Bathsheba and then Nathan, the prophet came to him and, and called him out essentially. And then David's response in Psalm 51 with the sweet, awesome repentance that he, that he laid out there for us. It's kind of the way that David's approaching the God. There's a lot of the way that we felt specifically in some of the things that we were doing with secret servant that was conflicting to like we, like I said, where God was, leading us we just were trying to we hadn't gotten there yet where he was already he'd already planned obviously uh and for us it's kind of like that where when in regards to faith sometimes it's easy when you do things and people are encouraged by it to even in that sense like you saying that which is super encouraging 
but it just goes to show who we are in our flesh and it, being being men and living in this world it's easy even to take pride in someone saying you're doing a good job being a christian right when when our duty and responsibility is just to be obedient to god um that's that's our duty and responsibility to glorify him i mean the chief end of man to glorify him and join forever and um and so i guess what i'm trying to say with that is that um taking the approach off us and everything spe- specifically even when people because it's easy. It's easy to, to, to want to be acknowledged for doing things, even Christian things. And that's what's so crazy. We're doing things in Christianity. Um, like when a pastor, because you're a pastor you, and you preach a good sermon and someone comes up to you maybe after service or something and they, they tell you how encouraging. And those things are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those things are bad. What I'm saying is it just goes to show how evil our hearts can be when we can take something that can be encouraging and that can be good and we can make it about ourselves. Uh, and even, even a pastor in a pulpit or like us with writing Christian music and stuff like that. So what I'll say is that um, it is all the Lord. The Lord is the one doing the work in us. We're, you know, any good works that we produce is because of our faith in Christ, our, our salvation through him, uh, that being able to, to produce those works within us. Cause you know, without anything, even on our best days, our works are as filthy rags for God. So, so anyway, I just want to say that because uh, I think it's, I do that for myself and I'm trying to make a practice of that more because I do want to be humble. Uh, I do want to try to preach humility. And a lot of people, you would be surprised, but a lot of people uh, throughout the years almost take a more of a like Chandler and I are taking a self-righteous approach because we're trying to take it so seriously. And, um, and I don't know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't find it that way. It's more so just about our conviction and, and like following the conviction that, uh, the Lord has placed on our hearts. We know that not everybody's got that conviction, even with music. We understand that. Uh, we understand that there are other artists out there that we enjoy who are still doing it and may not be doing it the way that we, have been led to do it or, or to, to leave. But, um, but it would be going against our conviction. And for us, that would be sin. So we, we just, we, we, we're trying to be faithful, whether or not people, uh, align with that or not. It's more about us trying to be faithful and obedient to what God has called us to. Yep. That's right. Well, and as you were talking, I remi- I was reminded of that quote from uh, John Calvin, where he writes about how the the heart of man is like an idol factory, and like even like you were saying, we could even turn encouragement after a sermon or regarding a song we've composed into uh, an idol that we uh, commend to our spiritual resumes, so so to speak. And um, <laughs> it's interesting that that's like you said, that's just how depraved our hearts are. Yeah. Um, and that's just it's how true. critical you, we are. You, yeah, you 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 uh, realize that more and more the the further you grow, specifically with your your walk in Christ, uh, and it's supposed to be that way. Uh, and I, I think a lot of times we neglect that because we we think that Christianity is supposed to always be inspirational and encouraging. And there is encouragement there, but sometimes we just need a good old kick in the pants. Um, and the Lord can provide that if we're willing to listen <laughs> to, to his direction. Yes, I think it's in Psalm 32, I think, where he talks about uh, a specific type of grace as if it's a bit in a, in a horse's mouth, a bridle in a horse's mouth. And uh, that's grace, too, even though it's the grace that's not comfortable <laughs> or uh, it's not easy, but like you said, it, sometimes we need that kick in the pants and right. that, well, we, that we, hard we jerk on the reins. <laughs> yeah, popular opinion of grace is like a soft, you know, a soft, fluffy pillow. But a lot of times what I see in this scripture is grace is more so God moving us in a place that's uncomfortable sometimes so that we understand, oh, yeah, uh, you're right <laughs> and we're and I'm wrong. And that's grace. I mean, that's only to be able to, to, to acknowledge God as the one doing the work and the one 
continuing to sustain the work is only grace. You can only say that once you've understood your depravity in light of him. Um, and that, that's, that's just the reality. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think that sort of reality, that sense of y'all's, you know, like you said, your, your commitment to obey Christ and not just, um, you know, get things for yourself or anything like that, I think is, has always been apparent to me. Um, like, I hate to use this terminology, but I think it's, you know, I think it's just common vernacular now, but I think when we get saved, you know, we go on our own little faith journey, so to speak. And that's like a new agey thing, but I think it's kind of real in some ways in the sense that like the faith that you, you say that you have kind of becomes real and crystallizes in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. And like, for me, that sort of journey culminated when I moved from South Carolina to Florida originally after I got married. And, um, so I like for me like I've I've loved watching you you and Chandler's journey of faith I think you, I can say from afar as you kind of navigate these waters from you know just focusing on music to focusing on ministry as a whole and I think that's always been apparent to me like I remember when I met you guys at a show in South Florida uh, a couple of years ago four years ago or so um, I was just I was I came away just not like just totally in love with your music, which I was, but I was more so impressed with just your passion for the gospel. Like I remember you stop in the middle of your set and you started reading, I think from Romans. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is like, this is not like we're almost in church right now. <laughs> and I was like, really, I was really impressed by that. And that to me is um, why I've, I've always wanted to support you guys. And what you've done is because it's not just about a fun song. It's, it's like you said, it's about devotion. It's uh, as you say on your podcast all the time, it's about the gospel and you're seeking to make that known more than anything else. And uh, I've always appreciated that from y'all. Well, I, I appreciate it. That's just that encouraging. And, and I think if we're going to encourage people, each other, Christian brothers and sisters, that's what we are supposed to be encouraging each other in um, that, you know, the promotion and proclamation of the gospel, our walks with Christ when we're calling more, we're calling people to is a standard. That's not a standard that, that I have said, or that you Brad have said, it's a standard that we've been called to as Christians by God himself in his word. It's not something that we can just, that we should have to contemplate or something that we need to spend, you know, months looking over to say, okay, well, God has said this in his word. This is what he has actually willed and decreed. Uh, but, but, is it, is it really? And that's that's kind of the, the frustration with a lot of things in, in the modern day that we have uh, an issue with, specifically with Christian culture in, today, in, in today's world, because that's kind of like it is. It's almost like we know what, what's there. We know what we're called to be and do and how we're supposed to operate as Christian men and women. But uh, at the same time, we just can't give up the things we love so much in the world. And that's affecting how we actually believe and how we actually worship God. That's right. Well, and I, I say it was apparent to me because if like, if you're just like a listener going through y'all's discography uh, for secret and servant, I think they will be, um, well, I hate to use this terminology, but I think it's almost as, I don't know if you did this intentionally, but it's almost as if you guys were subverting what it meant to be a Christian rock group or whatever, <laughs> just because you, you you didn't write like a poppy song that could be easily played on the radio in like a radio edit or whatever. Um, like I think of the, the song that immediately jumps out to me is the song Draw the Line, which I think is from Exiles. And um like that just song that song i don't know a lot of christian artists that would write it or let alone record it and no, they, when, a lot of a lot of people won't write or record that because if they do they won't have, they won't find monetary support that's for sure as we have uh, as we have it's not i mean it's not a popular thing and again when we approach songs like that because it's not just a it's not just a thing, especially when we write music with Secret Servant, where we just go, okay, let's let's think of like the most hard hitting thing we can think of because we want to just stir the pot, you know. It's not that; it's more so that this is us. Like, 
it's just honesty for us putting out music like that is more about us being honest with where we are uh, in our journey with Christ, but also what we clearly see in, in scripture and what we clearly see in the church is it's, there's something to be said about being artistic and creative and doing that just for the sake of doing that. But see, I find the issue that we have or the issue that we find is that creativity, being artistic and writing music that people enjoy and stuff like that isn't going to do a lick of good. I mean, it, it can be, it can be enjoyable and we, and we have rights as Christians to enjoy things. God has given us freedom to enjoy stuff. Absolutely. But it's more so about, you know, what's beneficial to us and in regards to, and what's going to build us up. Right. And in regards to that song, that's kind of what we're asking. And we're asking it about everything about life because, um, Specifically for us, what we saw with a lot of millennial Christians or people who call themselves Christians is this idea that Christ frees them to just enjoy sin. And that's not that's not the point. Or even if it's something that isn't sinful, they make it sinful because they feel more free to do it because they say they're in Christ and Christ frees them to do it. And then or it could be something in the sense that. Let's take alcohol, for instance. Alcohol is not sinful, and we would never go around saying that it's sinful. But it is sinful when it becomes idolatrous. It is sinful when it becomes what you're enslaved to. That is what becomes sinful. When you when you take, you take it out of proportion and you get drunk, like the Bible says, there are clear indications of what is sinful with that. What Chandler and I see, see though, is that when it comes to freedom in Christ, where we the, the banner in which we want to float, at least many of Christians, is this banner of that our freedom in Christ allows us to enjoy worldly things to the point to where we get so close to whatever this line is. Or maybe we even cross that line uh, and blur the line of worldliness and Christianity. And the banner of freedom is freedom to do this or freedom to do that. And our, our biggest question with the whole song is that we don't care more so about what we're free to quote unquote do or not do in Christian in our Christianity with Christ. It's more so that we are free in Christ. Christ has set us free from the slavery to our sin. We're not enslaved to our sin no more. He has set us free from condemnation. That is the greatest freedom that we have in Christ. And when we when we make choices as Christian brothers and sisters, whether it is to do these things or not, whether it is to partake in alcohol or to partake in a cigar or to whatever that is. The question isn't whether or not can I do that. The question should be whether or not is this going to be beneficial to me or to others around me? Because our call is to love. Man, for the two greatest commandments we have, Christ himself, is to love, the God, love our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then second is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Those things go hand in hand. If we're loving the Lord above everything, including worldly things, then we're going to be able to love our neighbors well. Um, and so all of that compacted into, that's a big part of Chandler and I, I guess, ministry. We could talk like days on that because it really, really means a lot to us. But yeah, writing songs like that isn't popular opinion. Um, it's not popular to, to put songs out like that. And that's not even for us to say, oh, look, uh, you're, you're you're edgy or whatever whatever the terminology people would use with that it's just about us being honest we knew if we released that that there are going to be more people than not who disagree and they're not going to be in, they're not going to be in support of that and and that's okay because again we had come to a place even at that point where we we're okay with just being honest and speaking truth, speaking truth without the need to feel some sort of support from other people. Well, that's so true. And I like the word that I actually wrote down several times when I was prepping for this show, just in listening to your, all your records and stuff is just the word that you mentioned a couple times, which was honesty. And I think that that's what I take away most from, from your records is the fact that you are you and Chandler are just being honest with what you're saying and what you're singing. Like the ones that come to mind, especially are the track heart change and the other one fear of missing out. 
in which you just you honestly pray to God in that song to kill your pride, and I think that that's like that's an amazing testament to the sense of 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 knowing yourself and like like so many of the psalms uh where david just cries out for for god to just rescue him and and bring him up out of the miry clay it's the same sort of honesty that i think that so many um christians struggle with especially millennials who like to instagram everything and again not that instagram's wrong but you know we can't put a filter on this kind of stuff to make us look better um we just be vulnerable and honest with God. And I, and I, I, that's why I've, I appreciate that message is because I think that that message is a lot of times the message that's missed or the message that's not always even there in a lot of popular Christian records. Yeah. The, the terminology when we were growing up in youth group and stuff, because we, we actually grew up in a Southern Baptist church. And at the time when we were, younger growing up in it it was definitely more seeker friendly and it definitely followed the trends of of popular church for sure but it was felt so funny to us because we were growing up this word was so trendy and for and i guess in some extent it still is but the word authentic was always so so used so much in church and and uh and when, when as we grew up and as god continued to work on our hearts Chandler and i we just had i just had a problem with that because I didn't have a problem with the word authentic. I had a problem with the context in which we were using it only because we used it to make ourselves seem more authentic, but we weren't really authentic. We were just, we were priding ourselves on, on something that we labeled authentic, but we weren't truly being authentic, especially when it came to our faith or how we approach the word of God or just ministry in general. And, uh, and so with, with like, this things with secret serve and just where we were, it just, it is crazy to see. And, and this is just a testimony. Like, like I've said, it is all a testimony to, to how God works. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm living proof of, of that in my life because Chandler and I grew up, we grew up, we, we grew up going to church and stuff, but we didn't grow up in a, a Christian home per se. Uh, we didn't, our parents, I mean, I, I've never had a spiritual conversation with my dad. Um, uh, at least when I was growing up and I never had a spiritual conversation with my mother. I never had those conversations. I didn't have a father leading me in the instruction of the Lord. Uh, and Chandler didn't either. But when we started playing music, when I was like 10, um, or nine or 10, we were writing music about the Lord, but we didn't really know the Lord yet. We were going to church and we had, we were, we were going to church because our, our family or our parents wanted us in church because in the South, and you may have seen this, some um, South Carolina stuff like that, but for a while, it's not that way. It's moving away from that now, but for a while, you're a good parent morally. If you take your parent, take your kids to church, right? That's the, that's the good thing to do. And for us, that's why we were there. It was a moralistic uh, endeavor, I, I believe more so for being there for our parents than it was for us to actually grow and know the Lord. And it's just so funny to see how even then, nine ten, we were writing these this music this music about God. And there was many times when people ask us, "Y'all could like be country artists because you know country music's popular, uh, Mississippi pretty much everywhere." And then just you could y'all could write this y'all could write that people always like supporting us music but they're always they always had somewhat doubts about us writing you know christian or or music about god and then uh and then that never changed it's like god completely had his hand on us um from then all the way to now and it's all been his work and it's it's just funny to see him working that out in our lives and it would be foolish for us to deny uh, or to, to claim any right of that as our own. Yeah, we played a role and as far as like the times that we were obedient to God by His grace, we were obedient to Him, but that necessarily wasn't always the case. But God has always kept us, and that's just a testament, a testament to, to Him and His goodness, His faithfulness. And I think His faithfulness to us is really the big factor in our desire in return to be faithful. Um because he has ceased to be faith, you know, he's, he's always been faithful to us. And, 
and uh, even when uh, when when we suck, I mean, there's there are days when we suck, and, and like you said, there's some of those songs attributed to that. Um, we're still we're still fleshly men who who struggle at times with with sin, and we are being sanctified. You know, we are we are justified by Christ, but this journey of sanctification, this this journey of purity and holiness in our lives, is going to continue till Christ returns. You know. And until we die, and 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 for us, that's that's a continual growth, and that's important for Christians to see. There there should be a mark of growth in your life, um, and for us, God has continually done that for us, and He's done the work even when we've been uh, unfaithful or been foolish or at times uh, been stubborn. Uh, God has has always been there, and 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 for that reason is really why we to the best of our ability we want to try to submit who we are to to him now a short break and some quick words about this podcast presenting sponsors Today's episode of the Ministry Minded Podcast is proud to be partnered with Anchor Podcasts. Anchor is the easiest way for anyone to make a podcast. If you have a latent idea that's just kind of lying around for a show you would like to record one day, I'm confident that anyone could use this platform to host, record, and distribute your podcast, turning your idea into a reality. Anchor puts everything you need to be successful all in one place. You can start a new recording right from your mobile device. They also have convenient creation tools that allow you to edit your audio files so they sound crisp and great. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, letting listeners find your show almost everywhere, including Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several others. And best of all, it's free. There are no hosting fees or monthly subscriptions or minimum listener accounts, just an easy-to-use platform to get your podcast out there at no cost to you. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. The Ministry Minded Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. Research shows that the two primary reasons people don't read their Bibles is because either they're too busy or they don't understand what they're reading. The goal and the mission of the Christian Standard Bible, therefore, is to have more people reading and understanding the Bible by engaging in a translation that is easy to read but is also faithful to the original languages. The Christian Standard Bible strives to be accurate, readable, and shareable. A Bible that pastors can feel confident preaching from, while also being a translation that all church members feel comfortable reading on their own. To find out more about the Christian Standard Bible, go to csbible.com. Now back to my conversation with Cameron Wood. I have two questions, two other questions about Seeker and Servant, and then we'll move on to the other stuff that's yeah. more newer and fresher. <laughs> You're good. One of them is uh, my favorite song in all of the in all of your discography is perhaps I think it's one of your earliest singles. Here's my hands. Here's my heart. Just talk to me about that song really quick, if you can. I I, I love that track so much. I I think it has the most plays in my iTunes <laughs> library. Yeah. So. Um... We were in between Into Your Love I Go and You Alone Forever when we did that. And actually, our intention was for Here's My Hands, Here's My Heart to be the single that would come out and prior to the release of You Alone Forever. But we wrote that, we wrote that, and then we were just, because Sean and I, sometimes we write stuff. You'll hear this from some artists about how they wrote like 40, 50 songs and they whittled them down to 12 or whatever like that. We're not, we're not like that. We're like... When we write something and it's clear and we're done with it and we feel good about it, like God's laid it on our hearts, we've written it and we feel good about it. We don't ponder. We just like, we want to go track it. We want to, we want to have it done and have it out. And that's kind of how we are. Um, and that was one of those things where uh, we were beginning to think about our second record and we were trying to think, okay, what kind of direction do we want to go? Because, into your love I go is definitely more devotional. It's a little bit more low key uh, versus like when you go to you alone forever. If you listen to the two, you can you can tell there's a difference. Uh, there's there's still that musical creativity, but you alone forever is a little bit more up than I would say into your love I go is. And we were in between that, and so we were trying to think. Okay, well we we wrote that record. We wanted to we wanted to bring our friend um, who we play music with in the first project. 
in high school. His name's Josh. He's a dear brother of ours in Christ, and he's always been close to us. We wanted to bring him on board to add, like, live drums and stuff. And so Jonah had begun working on that song um, prior to us even starting to think about You Alone Forever, and we were thinking, well, we could use this song on that. But anyway, the song was just something really, honestly, is just really simple. I mean, it's a simple song, uh, but I think... With us, and a lot of our music is, uh, a lot of our music is simple. And it's not to say, because uh, some people will say, well, simplicity can be a cop-out. And for us, not necessarily. We always wanted what we were saying to be the key to what we were doing, not not what the music that we were playing. And, uh, and in order to do that, sometimes that just means being straightforward and simple. It doesn't mean we had to be metaphorical or even poetic. It just means we wanted to say what we wanted to say. And that song is pretty much that. It's just what we wanted to say about that. I mean, it's, it's straightforward. It's, it's just a, it's just a song that pretty much is a mark of who we are. And this is where here's our, you know, hands and our heart. And we want to give all of that to you, Lord, and, you know, help us to do that. And, and and so, anyway, with all that saying is, instead of waiting to put it on Yulin Forever, we just decided to go ahead and record it and release it as a standalone single because, again, we couldn't wait. And, yeah, people people enjoying it. It was actually with that song that we started to find, um, started to even grow in success. Like, we released Inch Your Love Ago, and we put Secret Servant out there, and we had no bot, no followers, nothing. I mean, we, again, when we wrote that record, we weren't even our first intention wasn't even to release a record because we had moved away from music in that sense. I'd gotten married and we didn't even know if we were going to do that anymore. And so when we wrote Into Your Love I Go and we decided to record and release it mostly for us to have and we just put it out there and I can remember like we would wake up each day following that release and more and more and more people were grabbing a hold of Venture Love Ago. And then when we released her, Here's My Hands My Heart, we started getting into Worship Leader Magazine and all these other outlets that we never, ever anticipated. And uh, and yeah, that song has re- really helped. Uh, I mean, it is one of our more popular songs. Uh, and it's funny because it was one of the songs that we put the least amount of effort in. It's one of the songs that we spent the least amount of time on. Uh, it was literally... This was light on us. We were just feeling joyous about Christ, and we wanted to write this, and and yeah. So, so that's I mean that's pretty much to it. There's really not much to it other than than uh, yeah. We just got together for a writing session. I think Chandler had a melody or something, and we, we started writing it. And then I think it was no matter of time, like maybe a month after that, that we tracked it and released it. Um, but there wasn't much that there honestly wasn't much that went into it. It was just a matter of, of just, yeah, it was, it was super simple, super fun, super easy. It was, like I said, it's one of the only tracks that we've released at Secret Servant where we didn't put too much thought into. We just wanted to release an easy worship song that could be enjoyed by people. And that was, that was, that was the main intention with that. That's so funny that you mentioned that. I can speak to that similar reality. Like I will pour my heart and soul into a like a column or an essay that I publish on my blog. And that one doesn't get as much traction as just a simple thing I write in like five minutes. And I think that's always funny to me yeah, as, a, yeah. as a creative person. It's like I should just spend less time on stuff, I guess. I don't yeah, know I know. I don't, it's funny how those things work. And, <laughs> and, and you would think, well, okay, well, if that's the case, then why don't you do that every time? But it doesn't – it's funny because it doesn't – like work out that way in my mind every time like that that song was easy that like that song came really easy to write and stuff and like like i said it was easy to put together but then sometimes you know it takes us like heart, heart change for instance we had that melody the chorus for that song we had that song done from the chorus perspective and the melody of the chorus when we were writing you alone forever but we couldn't finish it we were not like we, we we just hit a roadblock with that, and it wasn't until a year or so later, after you and forever, that we got together and God had been working in our lives and we were able to finish it. So that's just a, just how things work sometimes. Uh, but 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 yeah, that's with heart with here's my hands in my heart. It's definitely one of the more 
um, I want to say, I mean, because like I said, everything that we, we write, we obviously wanted to have, there's intention, but it, but it was definitely more of like an easy come, easy go type of song for us. <laughs> and because I have to know, um, where did the name Seeker and Servant come from? Yeah, uh, we've liked to joke around with people because uh, we, you know, you know, we're going to have some deep philosophical reason that we're really wrote that but we really don't um honestly we were riding around i think john and i were driving somewhere i can't remember exactly but we were riding around or something we we're trying to think of the name for this project because we'd already written a couple of the songs but we hadn't had a name um for what we were doing and um i, I we were just trying to think of things attributes i would say of of a christian uh and and at first the name that name kind of, we were just thinking, you know, what would you say? Seeker, you know, what are Christians? They're seekers, they're servants. We were just talking back and forth and then that kind of came out. But at first we didn't really have like a full on definition of it until we had the name and then it made sense um, to what it was. And so for us, seeker and servant is, as a Christian, that's what we are. We're seekers and we're servants. We seeking the Lord always. We're always supposed to be seeking the Lord, but then we're also called to serve others. Um, and that's, that's what Seeker and Serpent is. Well, let's talk about your podcast now. Right. Um, as we talked about earlier, you guys have kind of ended your time, or at least um, publicly, so to speak, or at least um, primarily with Seeker and Servant Project. And you're focusing on We the Exiles podcast, which I've uh, enjoyed listening to. Um, so just tell me about the podcast, kind of the inspiration behind it and kind of what you kind of what you see um, in its future. I know you released like a vision episode just recently. Uh, you don't have to go through all of that, but um, just kind of kind of share kind of what your goals are with this kind of new ministry outlet. Yeah, so We the Exiles was birthed out of where God was taking us all along. Um, as you said, uh, when you came, to, you saw us for where, how long, four years ago, we had a moment in our show where we would preach or we would speak about the word of God and that only continued to increase. So we actually ended up spending, if you came to our shows later on, we ended up spending more time in God's word than we even were playing. And some people had a hard time with that. Um, but that's really just where we were going for us. It really became and this is, again, for us, because some people hear this like, well, are you saying that if I'm seeking Christian music or I'm writing Christian music and I'm doing that to make a living or whatever's wrong? That's not what we're saying at all. And we kind of say more of this in our podcast. We're not saying this is the one-all thing for everybody. This is for Chandler and Cameron. And um, for, for us, that just became, as we got later into Seeker and Servant, the Word of God, the Gospel being preached, that being made clear, and what we were doing in Seeker and Servant really became the cornerstone of what we were doing with Seeker and Servant. And it became the cornerstone in reality in the sense that, like, when we went to play on the last tour that we did, that was like our heart. Like, we were so, I was so in just just on fire and passionate more so about preaching. And it's funny because um, I'm not a preacher by trade. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't, I'm not trained in that or anything like that. And, and, and I don't necessarily believe you have to be, I don't, I, I don't have anything against sermon seminaries either. I think they're great. It's just, I don't think you have to have those type of credentials to say that, you know, the Lord, but anyway, um, I started actually preaching with a manuscript <laughs> later into our, our stuff. Like this last tour we went on, I had a manuscript with me when we were going to, to play. So I actually was preaching for like 30 minutes um, and it was on the gospel and stuff like that. So I guess all I have to say is that We the Exiles is a place that God was taking us all along. And for Seeker and Servant, what it boiled down to, and uh, – for those who are listening, if you want to hear the full thing, yeah, please check out We The Exiles. You can go to wetheexiles.com and find all our podcasts, and we describe this in detail. But it was mostly the whole idea of pride for us, and we got to a place where we realized that where God was taking us from seeking certain We The Exiles was a true killing of our pride. And 
for us, that's exactly what being faithful to God meant. And that's what we had to do. So setting aside seeker and servant came about fully realized when we realized that our heart has developed more into ministry than it would, it was even the promotion of a band or the music that we were playing or writing. Uh, and so we just grew, even uh, even though Secret and Servant had ministry aspects, it wasn't full on ministry. But over time, it continued to grow into where it is. And so We the Exiles is just the the the, the culmination of, of all that. It is, it is the ministry part of what we were doing with Secret Servant, but now that is like the full-time um, goal uh, with what we're doing with We the Exiles. And We the Exiles, is a, it's a podcast uh, that... Um, we examine Christian culture in light of scripture. That's kind of like our, our little, our mission statement. And, um, we, yeah, we have, a, we have a lot of plans for it that you can check out if you listen to the podcast too. It's a podcast now, but we're trying to develop it into something. Our goal is to develop it into a full-time ministry in the likes of like the gospel coalition or desiring God. Um, it's, it's, it's for that because those ministries are great, but there's nothing millennials and people younger they're not attracted to a lot of the same things that some some middle-aged or even little older generations are. Because uh, you have some great podcasts out there. You have like the Wretched Radios and all these kind of good podcasts. But our, our goal was more so was to continue to encourage and equip those who are maybe newer in their Christian faith or those who are like us, who um, grew up in a different background and context and have a desire for doctrine and theology, but they don't know really anything. They're just laymen. And that's really what our podcast says. We're just laymen talking about the word of God as faithfully and biblically as we can. And how do we, how do we look at culture? How do we, how do we live in this culture? How do we uphold ourselves in this culture uh, in, in line of scripture? And so that's what We the Exiles is. This is examining of all of that. And with We the Exiles, like I said, we have a a goal to try to make it more than a podcast. We want it to be full time ministry, Lord willing. Again, this is all by the grace of God. If God wants it to be, then 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 if so, uh, it, it'll be. But um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We want it to be a place where eventually, where people can go and find resources on a daily basis on topics, specifically doctrinal issues. Um, you know, uh, whether it be sexual morality or. Um, abortion or some taboo topics in our culture. We want people to go and find a place where we're not siding. We're not, we're not trying to appease the world and say, because a lot of times there's podcasts out there that do that where they'll only go so far. They'll go so far as to, to just enough please the, the Christian listener. But then at the same time, they won't go so far enough to offend um, the world. And for us, we're like, it's, our mission isn't to offend the world, but the gospel is going to offend. It's going to offend. The truth of God's word is going to offend our culture. It's going to offend worldliness. It's going. The world is an enemy of God, so it's going to offend the world. And for us, that's what the podcast is. It's just a, a no-holds-bar, honest look at God's word, at culture, and how do we stand firm as Christians in light of what the word of God is saying and what our culture is saying to us as well. So when you and Chandler were kind of like, realizing together that God was moving you in this way, was it, was it a, a, a truly a, like a together moment where you both kind of came to the same realization yeah, at the same it, it time? Yeah, it was. Um, so we obviously, we started We the Exiles before we announced all this stuff recently with Seeker and Servant. And um, our goal, actually, we were, we the Exiles was always going to be a, a separate thing. And we, while we continue to do Seeker and Servant, that was like the original type of thing type of like goal and, and it mostly was just going to be a podcast that we did that was kind of like a, a subsidiary of secret servant and uh and so we started that but literally like three weeks ago uh we had been talking through this well, i actually called chandler chandler and I have a lot of deep conversations as you would probably guess by the way we write stuff like that we spent a lot of time together talking about the Lord about God's word when we pretty much got, God has definitely set him and I apart. And it's funny because we're brothers and he set us both apart with like the same desire and passion. And it's awesome. It's wonderful to have 
a brother who not only loves the Lord, but he's like almost toe line. I mean, in line with everything that you see. And so, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful person to have in your life. Right. Uh, especially someone as a blood brother and, um, and that's a blessing. I mean, that's definitely a blessing from the Lord, but he, I called him and said something about, we had a, sh- we had one more show. We were doing this show with rivers and robots in Houston, Texas, not Houston in Dallas area, Denton, Texas. That was actually last going to be last night. And, um, we were just having, again, convictions and this is how it usually starts out. Um, I'll either feel really convicted about something and I'll go and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it with him or he'll vice versa and we'll end up talking about it for a while and then can, kind of that'll lead to more prayer or more like what we're feel like where God's leading us. And with it, it was like one of those moments where I called him about this specific thing and he was already like already there too. So I called him to talk about it and he was already in that place. He was like, yeah, I, I've actually at peace with that. That's where I've kind of been being pushed by the Lord. And so it was, it was odd. I mean, it was, it was for sure when that happened, we were pretty much both in agreement that that was the right choice to make because we hadn't, we hadn't prior, but we, up to that point, we hadn't really spoke to each other about, quitting or, 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 or putting an end to secret servant. So it was, it was definitely a God thing. So I called him and, and that conversation happened. And then we were going to continue to play that show out of commitment because we already committed to it, but we were just having deep convictions. And we felt like if we went and played that show, which we care about our commitments and stuff, but if we went and played this show, it'd be one of those things where we felt like we might get sucked back into that way of life and we felt like that would be disingenuous and dishonest to what God has called us to do. So we decided to not do that show, go ahead and close that chapter on Seeker and Servant and push on with, with, with the exiles. I mean, that is a, I think it's incredible that God kind of brought you guys both to the same realization at the same sort of time and was really like working on both of your hearts. And I think yeah. that's uh that's yeah, an incredible we, thing. We would not go back, uh, even if you go back like a year ago, we we would have not been in that place. Um, uh, we can, I mean, we, we talked about that since. We we're like, it's just, it's crazy how God works in that way because we would have not been in that place. We were, there were still prideful parts of our heart that we were holding on to that would have, we would have not been able to, to do that. And, um, and so the, it was God's timing for sure. And it was the right timing because we both are perfectly at peace of that. I never thought my life has always been music. I for sure thought I was always going to be a musician. I spent all of my years dreaming. I mean, all of my high school years and all of the years that you're supposed to think about what you want to do the rest of your life. I spent those time in my life believing that I was going to be a, mu- a Christian artist, you know, and uh, Chandler did too. And we thought that, and it seemed like every time we got close enough to that, just close enough to that, God just said, no, he, he closed the door somewhere. He shut it down. And I can't tell you how many times we have been on the, on the cusp of, of that, of, of being able to make that a reality in our lives but it's just there's been always something either a door shuts before it's finalized or God convicts us and leads us away from that. And it's just so crazy. It's so crazy to see um, see how that has happened in our lives. And it's and it's funny in a lot of ways we look back on it, but we mentioned in the podcast, but it, we say it, I say this. God built us up in a certain way, just enough. Because people say, well, if you're musicians, you're good. Because we've had friends say, y'all, we love your music. You're our good singers. We want y'all to continue. And we all, I say, well, the way I look at it is that God built us up in this. Built us up just enough to where he could tear us down. And not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I think the, the reality all along was that if our heart was to really kill our pride, if that's what our prayer was to God, which it was, and it still is, 
then the only reality is this. The only reality is that we would get to that place to eventually where if it was killing our pride, that it was going to be where God was going to work out in our lives, where we were going to be put into positions where we really had to kill our pride, if that's what we're playing. So you want to talk about God answering prayers. He will answer prayers when it aligns with his will. That's a lot of times that we, you know, you pray, but you don't pray rightly. You know, that's the problem. With a lot of people, we think prayer is about us. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God's will and how we how we can better serve and fit into that. And so when we're praying about God's will in our lives, when we're praying about his his work in our lives and there are things that that are that are good and they're aligned with his will, he will answer that. He will bless that. But a lot of times it's not what in our flesh we want. That may be sometimes it may be, okay, well, if this is really what you want, well, then um, I want you to sell everything and go overseas with your family and spend the next 20 years serving in the forest of Papua New Guinea. See, those are the those are the realities of actually serving the Lord. But a lot of people are, I think a lot of times are afraid to submit to that because they know that if they really do pray and, and, and submit themselves wholly to the Lord, that's going to create radical ways of living in their life. And that's what we need to, that's what we need to be as Christians. Now, some of us may be pastors and we may spend 20, 30 years behind a pulpit faithfully equipping and encouraging our flocks. And that is beneficial. Uh, and that is so needed, but sometimes it may be something very radical and, we as Christians, if we truly do love the Lord, we can't, that can't surprise us. That's like when we talked about that with David Platt's book, when he released Radical a few years ago, it was controversial. And Chandler and I always thought that was funny that it was controversial because we're actually called as Christians to live radically, to be very different than the world. And so this idea of being radical seemed like a new age idea in Christian thinking when it's not. It's actually a very, a very, the very foundational idea of who we are as Christians. And so, so yeah, so all that to say, um, yeah, I mean, it's all the Lord and, and I don't, we don't know. I mean, I don't, there are, like we have those goals for what we want with the exiles. There are things that we feel, feel very um, at peace about with these goals and things we prayed about with, with the exiles. But ultimately, no matter how badly we want something, if it isn't God's will, then we understand that it's not going to happen. And that's okay because whatever God wills and however God works, it's going to be better for us in, in the long run anyway. So better for us to trust him, even if it hurts sometimes, even if it pricks us in, in our flesh and makes a, and, and makes us wonder, you know, what we're doing in life. The, 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 the main goal is to trust the Lord to always be submitting ourselves to him and his word and to just be faithful to him because um, he's faithful to us. His steadfast love endures forever. And that is, that is true. It is so true. It just not be in the way that you, you and you define it. And I think that's in our culture where we got to get back to, we got to get back to understanding the way God defines these things, the way God defines love, the way God defines truth, the way God defines, um, what he defines in his word, because only then will we begin to really understand what he means. But until then, we're always going to keep making up trendy ways of, of following the Lord or, or new age ideas that don't necessarily line up with God's word. And we have to be very careful of, of falling prey to that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, We The Exiles, you can go to wetheexiles.com, uh, find uh, pretty much the link to the podcast and stuff there. Uh, if you search uh, We The Exiles on any social media, you'll be able to find us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and you can connect with us on there. And our biggest thing is we want to encourage people, uh, if they've heard something on the podcast or um, something that they may not understand or something that they may, they may not even agree, we want to encourage a civil conversation there because we want to really uplift and encourage the body of Christ. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, to listen, to, to reach out, to have conversations with us. Um, it's the podcast is not about Cameron Chandler Wood. It is about the glory of God. And, uh, we're hoping that we can increase in those, uh, those type of conversations in the future, Lord willing. Awesome. 
And because you didn't mention it, I'll mention it for you. Go to patreon.com slash we the exiles. You can support them on there. Make sure you do that. And, uh, well, Cameron, thank you so much. This was awesome. I appreciate you. No, thank you. Thank you so much. We, uh, like I told you vice versa, we didn't have you on we the exiles now. So yeah, there we go. We need to have you on as a guest just to talk because we, we, our thing about having interviews is not necessarily people who, not the John Pipers or the MacArthur's of the world. We want to have the pastor who's leading his small flock, whether it be in Pennsylvania or in Florida. So, uh, so yeah, but so, but I know we'll be in touch. I appreciate your friendship and I, I thank you for taking the time to uh, have this discussion with me today. Definitely. Thanks Cameron. That's it for today's episode of Ministry Minded. Thanks again to Cameron for being today's guest. Make sure you read all the blog notes for this show and check out all of the great resources listed there. Especially check out the Secret Servant discography on Bandcamp. Make sure you can uh, go there and download some of their some of their albums and records and tracks. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes and or on Spotify. Thanks again to the Christian Standard Bible for sponsoring today's show. And thank you, as always, for listening, commenting, and subscribing. I'll see you on the next episode. Blessings.